Welcome to Project Comedy, a podcast by and for military veterans doing stand-up comedy, turning military banter into quality stand-up comedy acts. We might be veterans, but our comedy aims to get everybody laughing. Can a veteran be a cutting-edge comedian? How about becoming a comic known for great satire? If you're doing gags like current affairs, doesn't that give you a limited shelf life on your comedy? Or does it encourage you to write more so you become great at writing about new topics at short notice? Maybe it's better to write about historical events. At least they won't go out of date. Or will they? Will younger members of your audience not get the references? And to be honest, even we don't know. So that's why we thought we'd try a destruction test. Let's look at a few topical issues and see if we can find the funny in them. Let's see if we can update history and make it interesting and discuss the pros and cons, talk about experts in the field and see if we, and maybe you, can find new topics for material. I'm Jay, stuck in the past Saunders, and I'm joined by my fellow Project Comedy ambassadors, Jamie, Far Future Johnson, Gabriel, Where the Hell Am I Murphy, and we also have our fellow Project Recce ambassador that's done the comedy course that we're trying to encourage back onto the comedy circuit again, Trev. Why the hell am I doing this, Cowell? Hi, guys. Well, where am I? Hi, Jay. <laughs> Before we start listing off some current affairs to play with, who do you think are some of the great comics out there that really are very good at playing with up-to-date topics like current affairs or what's actually happening in the world? Um, who's, your, who's the Scottish one with the ginger beard? Uh, what's his name? I'm, I'm shy with names, by the way. Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle, that's the one. Oh, um, God, he's brilliant. Thank you. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry, fella. I love you. <laughs> I'm just really, really shit with names. <laughs> right? We spoke, we spoke about it in the last episode, didn't we? About um, the set you did on yeah, um, coming back. Lectures. It was all about politics and what have you. Not necessarily current political themes, but he nailed that brilliantly. He's 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 so good at turning his hands to it. Anybody else you guys can think of? Because I've got a couple. Uh, Jimmy Carr does some good stuff. Jimmy's brilliant for it. I don't think he actually writes an entire set about current affairs, but he knows how to drop something relevant into a current set, doesn't he? Yeah, apart from, obviously, potato famine jokes, because, you know, there's too many oh, people... No, no, I think, I, think, I think his best one was the, um, the Holocaust joke. Oh, he's got was, some brilliant ones on that, that but that's phenomenal. more history than we are talking about current affairs, isn't it? Let's, mm, let's stick yeah. with the current affairs stuff. Who's who's best at current affairs? I mean, I, I've got two that we can discuss because they're different. One is a comedian. One isn't necessarily. But somebody like um, Nish Kumar, a very, very left-wing comic, and he knows how to take... I mean, if you watch his Twitter channel, it is just jokes about what's happened that day. Matthew Cole. Right, right, right. Hang on. What's, what's left-wing? Left wing is uh, Labour Party and further to the left. Do we have to explain left and right wing to you again, Gabe? Well, you've <laughs> you've Jamie, done it already. Maybe you can explain it because it involves wings. Yeah. If, you, if, you've, if you've done it already, I'd probably say no because it obviously didn't fucking interest me the first time. <laughs> so the left wing is more socialist the right wing is more capitalist grand <laughs> I'm leaving that gap in the airspace mate it's just <laughs> the look on your face as you're trying to process that is beautiful thank god this isn't on YouTube can someone explain to me what socialist and capitalist is now? Oh, right, we're not going there. This is not a political podcast. <laughs> um, the other one I was going to mention, although he's not, um, he's not in, you know, in inverted commas, he's not a comedian, but Ian Hislop, um, the editor of Private Eye and well-known for Have I Got News For You, that it's guy can make current yeah. affairs funny straight away. It's one of them, though. If it's if it's your bread and butter, then you should be able to make it funny. Anybody else you can think of? Because I'll give you, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a program or a couple of programs, and you might be able to find some. Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah is outstanding, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, the South African comic presenting 
an evening topical late night comedy show. Yeah. Surely it's anyone who's like on Have I Got News for You or anything like that. Or Mock the Week or the, week. the new quiz yeah. on Radio 4. I mean, there's some amazing performers on that. You know, the likes of, you wouldn't necessarily think of it, but sort of like Ed Gamble. Yeah. He's brilliant at turning it around, but you don't necessarily think of him as a political comedian. Um, yeah. Hang on, hang on, because I'm just, I'm just Googling... So just so that I don't make uh, Frankie Boyle feel bad about not remembering his name, I've just Googled who was on Mock the Week. Hugh Dennis. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not being funny, Frankie might be one of our fucking listeners, right? So, and I've already pissed off the Americans. So, so chances are I'm getting fucking shot at some point. So <laughs> might as well go out on a fucking high. Uh, Hugh Dennis. Hugh Dennis. He's, he's great. Dennis, brilliant, brilliant. Okay. I mean, because he's got such a history in comedy. Let's go back all the way back to the Mary Whitehouse experience and then Punt and Dennis and yeah, the yeah. No Show and still being relevant today by doing um, Mot the Week as the only regular left on the show. Yeah. And uh, Russell, Russell, Russell Howard as well. He's great. I like him. Well, I live on a... obviously. Because we're all too young. Can you explain Mary Whitehouse's experience? I thought that's no, when no. you took a load of drugs and <laughs> you just had, you just went really pale. <laughs> now you should know all about this with you being in the senior service and all. Senior service and senior moments. That's all I've got left going on in my life now. <laughs> I'm developing Alzheimer's at, during this podcast. Yeah, you are seriously pushing me over the freaking edge. Um, Unless you know what Daddy Wick is. I don't. I ain't got a fucking clue. Uh, so I am going to educate you. Um, so the Mary Whitehouse experience was basically for comedians that eventually split and became two separate groups. And three of them are still quite well known. Two are, well, really well known. So you had Punt and Dennis. So if you listen to Radio 4, they are the hosts of The Now Show. But you don't tend to see Steve Punt anymore on the TV, but you'll see Hugh Laurie. Um, on the other side, you had Newman and Baddiel. Um, but you'll see David Baddiel on the telly anymore. You don't tend to see a lot of Rob Newman anymore. Um, but they were the first people, Newman and Baddiel were the first people to ever play uh, Wembley when it started to become kind of rock and roll for those big, big shows. And who oh, was there? David Baddiel is not fucking rock and roll. Shut up. <laughs> but who were their support? Newman and Baddiel, who was their support act? I don't know. The one, the only, the late Sean, uh, Sean Locke. He Still was not fucking rock and roll. It was back in the day, mate. It was back in the day. Mind you, we are talking about you know, early 90s. All right. So almost like doing a Q&A. Let's go through a few current topics. Uh, we're recording this on the Monday night before it actually uh, podcast drops. The first thing in the news at the moment that's making me crack myself up, just purely because it is name. Um, an MP caught watching porn, claiming that he was looking up tractors. An MP by the name of Neil Parrish. Hey. Is there Tract any humour in that? Tractors are sexy. If you can't get off to tractors, there's something fucking wrong with you. Right. <laughs> in his defence, if he was looking at the ex-hamster, he's probably looking at quite a few of his constituents. <laughs> the only decent thing, hey. The only decent thing, though, is that at least tractors are of a fucking legal age. <laughs> I can't remember the comedian that put it up. I saw it on their Twitter channel, but they said, oh, no, no, of course he found porn when he was looking up tractors. He just misspelled how to put Massey Ferguson and put Massive Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder is if John Deere's his porn name. <laughs> John I Big Dong Deere. I love the name. Neil Parrish. It was written for a porn story. I mean, number one, Parrish, it makes him sound like a fucking priest. And Neil is the instruction the priest was giving the kid. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> fucking priest being quite literal. <laughs> Don't worry, that's just holy water, son. 
<laughs> Must have been my one. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't forget, holy water's really salty. <laughs> don't get it in your eye. Make you look like the fucking Terminator. Now, here's a question, though, boys. Question for you, though. When working, when serving, when working, did you ever look up porn? Yeah. <laughs> Every last oh, one of us God. did. Well, Every normally, last one of us did. Normally, there was like the, the world's largest supply of readers, wives, and razzle floating around the block or places of work. So, uh, so you so have to. Analog, analog looking up. Analog porn. Analog porn. <laughs> but could you, uh, so, could you turn it into humour that it's a double standard? Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know because I, I had a, I had a, I had a wank in a, in a port, port loop in, in Iraq. And that, that everybody nearly killed me. did. That's what they were for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, man. 12, 12 o'clock cultured, cultured people went back to the rooms so where it was like slightly cooler. <laughs> mine, mine nearly killed me. I was there for ages. I, I never objected to anybody having a, you know, tossing one off in the bogs or in a portaloo. What really me, What really offended me is if they stubbed themselves out on the door. That I thought was. <laughs> if you if you're thinking like you're gonna you're gonna restrict people, you know, to like wanking and stuff like that, you know. Half half of the barrack rooms look like Spider Man's training room. Yeah, you don't want to go in there with the black light. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine going no in the DNA room. that you'd find. There's no wonder no no one does a CSI or uh, let's check out the army barracks because the amount of DNA in there you'd find everyone. Everyone killed them. Well, you've, you've got to find the nun spunk point in the room. <laughs> it definitely wasn't in that corner. You get the black light out, and there's only a 50p coin-sized dark space in the entire room. <laughs> yeah, I remember on one, uh, one, on one, one Afghan. The one point where he's on his tiptoes every single time. <laughs> on his vinegar strokes. That's where, he, that's where he was on his vinegar strokes. Right there. Right there. The dirty bastard. <laughs> we we come up, uh, come up with a variation on the on one of the Afghan tours of a of a wank that, you know, if uh, if you've built it up for a while and you sometimes get that one where you're on your vinegar stroke and your eyes go in the back of your head. Well, I explained that it's a bit like uh, downloading to the Matrix. So if in your pod you had that experience, you had to shout out, "I know kung fu." <laughs> so it'd be like two o'clock in the morning and someone would be shouting, "I know kung fu." <laughs> I can imagine his I can imagine his glory scream being like Jay when he's on his Wi-Fi dip out. I mean, it would be so much better if Neil Parrish actually had a climax call. It wouldn't be brilliant. Yeah, you know, objection, your lord. If he was doing that in the middle of the <laughs> uh, just hey, spider man's him in the face. Shut his bolt. Objection! <laughs> Points of order! Points of order! Order! <laughs> well, let's uh, face it, there's plenty, plenty of wankers in Parliament, so he just sort of joined the crowd. And, and there's the obvious gag that isn't being made at the moment. Not that I've seen it, but um, I'm trying to remember her name. Deputy Leader of the uh, Labour Party and the scandal of misogyny with her. Angela Rainsbury, is it? Angela Rayner, yeah. Rainer. Angela Rayner. Apparently, you know, she's been accused of being doing you know, the uh, basic instinct leg crossing thing. I'm sorry, I mean, is that what was motivating him to try and find his own private porn in the back of the chamber? Well, he, he, I think he'd rather wank over a tractor than a predator's mouth. <laughs> the risk of being weird as well. Like, aren't, aren't the seats in the House of Commons... Not at the right angle to do a basic instinct. She's at the front. She's right at the front. She's a Labour front bencher. In that case, is that not a fucking blatantly obvious? Where she's I mean, putting her leg over one fella and the other leg over another fella. So <laughs> It's not as if there's a million miles between them, is it? Come on. They're fucking I can, right I remember next to each the way and remembering the ways that the stories broke, first of all, there was supposed to be the basic instinct from Angela first. Then it was revealed about Neil Parrish. 
Maybe that was what was getting him heated up. He was hoping for some voyeurism, wasn't getting it, so he had to revert to the internet to try and get some excitement in the chamber. Right, oh, that, that, that looks like a funny I could almost want to. I'll go and find one I can actually want to. There's a, there's a reason why the seats in, in the house are wiped clean. <laughs> no wonder they're all made of leather, mate. Yeah. Related to that, remember a, a few, it's about three or four years ago now, um, that, that MP from, it was the MP for Christchurch, I think, Christopher Chope, who was going on about, um, he, he, put, he, he put an objection in for the upskirting debate. Oh, just, yeah. Just because it was something, he, he said it was something to do to follow the process. And as a result, everybody started calling him Christopher Chode. <laughs> well, this, this, quite this, apt. this is the thing that you just pointed out there with, with the, the chairs being all leather and that clearly she wasn't into it because otherwise she'd have slid off them. Oh, oh. Oh, God. oh god we might get our first political complaint on this youtube on this on this uh, podcast i can't come wait at, to twitter afterwards come at, come at me politician bitches I'll fucking... <laughs> i suppose Whatever. uh I suppose it, I've got I've got the Americans after me as well, so fucking whatever. <laughs> I suppose it's uh, related in current affairs uh, that uh, Sadiq Khan and his um and his staring law, that uh, you know if you there's big signs up all over the underground and that if you if you stare at someone in a what's deemed to be a, a sexual way then it's an offence. But that's a bit <laughs> like 1984 fucking mind police. Like how how what. What is a sexual stare, you know? Imagine there if someone said to me, like, oh, they were staring me in a sexual manner. I was like, nah, not you, the one behind you. Yeah, not you. No, not you, love, your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Imagine if you were cross-eyed. You'd be fucked <laughs> <one>, wouldn't <laughs> I just thought of a way you could play that to contrast it, you know, this staring law. So why the fun are you sending out all these things around social media about report things that you've seen that look dodgy that could be terrorism so your instant defense is no i wasn't staring at her arse i thought she had a weapon on her i love that as well like uh just report these things that look like terrorism i'm bald with a beard <laughs> i'm irish thanks thanks yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah know, back in the 80s back in the 80s i would have been anymore. fucking lifted <laughs> <laughs> Let's try yeah, another one. I, I can't, let's try another I can't, topic. Let's try, no, let's try another topic. Because um, it's getting, I'm getting bored of it now, but is there more humour to be found in the, um, in the Partygate fines? The fact that we've got the first ever Prime Minister found guilty of a criminal offence. Is there any more fun to be played with that? I, I just love how he doubles down on it. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not retiring. I'm a complete fuckhead. I've been fucking charged with everything. I've lied to everyone. But I'm staying. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in this for the long haul. You voted me in. I'm having it. But it. But I think it's blown out of proportion. Really, it's just a. It's just a fixed penalty notice. It's nothing. You know, like I think it got blown out in the media a bit much. You know. Uh, you it, it's, it's, the, it's the. It's the. Pre, it's the pretense of it though, isn't it? It's like he's. He's the one who's made the rules. And then, actually, you did fucking break the rules because you got fucking charged for it. Well, you used to have mess meetings where you're allowed to smoke and drink, so uh, maybe he was, you know, sticking to old school rules. But the meeting's now open, <laughs> you can smoke and drink. <laughs> it, would, it would be a very interesting defence that I am now using the laws before the law that I've personally set is yeah, now yeah. my defence. Everyone, everyone has to obey by these rules, apart from me because I'm old school. <laughs> well, the Queen. Yeah. I'm terribly sorry. I went to Oxbridge. You know, genuinely, I'm obeying the laws of 19 of 1852. I would, it's I would, I would genuinely have more respect for him if he turned out and just said that uh, everyone's got to obey the rules, but me because I'm fucking cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't brush well, me hair. I can't brush me hair, but I'm fucking cool. So yeah. <laughs> Bitches do as Italian. Obviously, <laughs> obviously the, monarch, the monarch can't get arrested, um, but you know she drinks at her place of work. It's like, well, if the queen does it, then fuck it, I can. 
Yeah, but you, uh, want you don't want to be going down the lines of what the royal family can fucking do. <laughs> no, suddenly we're going to start talking about. And you just said about can't be arrested. I give you Prince Andrew. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think members of the royal family can be arrested for law breaking. Over <laughs> the queen. The, head, the, head yeah, the, the monarch can still be arrested for breaking the law. That's why we have a constitutional monarchy. Yeah. If she breaks the law set by her underlings, she can still be arrested for it. I still think the royal finger would come up and say, fucking blow me, mate. Look <laughs> <laughs> at <go> the tower. <laughs> I'll lock myself in the tower. tower. Fuck you. <laughs> this is my <laughs> last stand. Try this one then. Try this one then. Um, the current situation in the Ukraine. We're all veterans. We've all ended up, you know, standing in harm's way. Where is the humour in something as dramatic and potentially, well, and as violent as the Ukraine? Well, personally, I think the funniest thing I've seen to do with the Ukraine is when somebody sprayed wolverines on the side of a destroyed Russian vehicle. And obviously somebody has got some good taste in 80s movies from watching Red Dawn. And uh, Gabe and Jamie are looking at me, gone out here. Got you, the original Red Dawn with Swayze, not the shit remake. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny how everyone everyone keeps on coming around to me and telling me like, oh, it's so horrible this. Can you imagine invading a country and just randomly killing people? And I'm like, there's me, there's me and me Indian mates just looking at everyone like that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, what yeah. Do you mean? It must be, it must be horrible. It must be horrible. Can you imagine that happening? Shocking. That. You Ooh. need to play with that routine more, mate, because you can add to that. Yeah, yeah. imagine a failed empire then going <laughs> yeah, to invade yeah. other nations. I yeah. mean, that's fucking shocking, isn't it? I mean, nobody would ever see that fucking happening. Well, look, that, 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 that little bit, me bit, I, I put in, and I was like, oh, for anyone who doesn't get that joke, you invaded our country because we weren't Catholic enough. <laughs> and, then a couple of year, and then a couple of years later, you invaded us again because we were too fucking Catholic. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, make your fucking mind up. We're playing by your rules here. <laughs> it makes me laugh, like, how people, people don't think that this hasn't happened throughout the entire existence. Like, why do you think there were fucking French colonies in fucking Africa and shit? It happened. I mean, the, one, the one I adore is... Yeah, I grew up, you know, my, my era, you know, my decades were the 70s and 80s, the Cold War. We were being terrified about elements like, you know, weapons of mass destruction, the real ones, all like nuclear war. There are the two superpowers. You've got America and Russia, and Russia is still a superpower, and it invades Ukraine, this small nation, and they're still whipping the ass out of this superpower. This superpower hasn't yeah. made any inroads to it. I mean, this is a bunch of nanas and 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 amateurs keeping away a fucking. How can how can Putin claim to be a superpower anymore? You're not even a power with a small p. <laughs> I mean, well, could, we could come back to tractors what? on that. Tractors <laughs> dragging tanks away. Fucking brilliant. Oh, and wasn't that just so sexual? <laughs> Fucking hell. I nearly did a steel parish gave the order. <laughs> That's what Neil Parrish was doing. He was looking at what new arms we need to give the Ukrainians. He was trying Hands, to new gloves. Oh, look at that Massey Ferguson. That gives me a right weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other side of it as well. It's like, you know, we went through the whole war thing on the, the whole weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, and yet we're not doing it over here. And I just find it a bit a massive contradictory attempt that, you know, we were, we were doing the whole Iraq thing, which turned out to be bullshit. However, this guy actually has shit. And we're not doing anything about it. It just doesn't it, sit right. It's one you can play. It's one we can play with the public, isn't it? Because it's um, it's that element of Article Five. I'm sorry, I'm going to be the nerd here because I used to be an operational planner. There is a reason why NATO aren't engaged yet, because you can. It's an attack on one is an is attack on all. Is it because this actually might be real? 
No, because Ukraine aren't part of NATO. Yeah, yeah, no, no, again. But Iraq wasn't a part of anyone. Um, We still invaded them. But it wasn't NATO that invaded. It was a coalition, not NATO. Yeah, but the idea is that we invaded. Oh, yeah, that's a given. Yeah. You know, that's that's an undeniable fact. And yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, now, whilst this guy is going around killing thousands of fucking people, that's fine because he might actually use the shit that he actually has. And it's also the fact, I mean, this is, again, this isn't funny, but maybe we can turn it into funny. The second anybody from NATO sets foot in the Ukraine and starts targeting and laying rounds down on a Russian soldier, we have now brought NATO into the game so Russia could rightly claim they are being attacked by NATO. That's why we can't do it. But it wasn't officially NATO doing that to another nation during um, yeah, Gulf yeah. One or Gulf Two. It's a it's a legal point, which is bullshit. <laughs> isn't all politics? Oh, isn't ass. Hey, hey, hey! It wasn't NATO didn't get involved in the Iraq shit because Switzerland weren't there. Right? <laughs> they were definitely away. It was only us. It was wrong. But we did it, and that was right. So yeah. Is there anything else we could play with the Ukraine <laughs> that is actually fucking funny? Well, I, I, I just going back. I love, I love the prime it? minister guy. He's fucking brilliant, isn't he? Oh, isn't he comedian? Ex comedian. I yeah. swear to God, he's got bigger balls than Randy Marsh when he had cancer. <laughs> they got this Jewish guy at the top of the tree walking around in t-shirt and jeans yeah. being really presidential there's balls in a massive wheelbarrow and yeah. we've going around just like fucking come at me dude I'm having it and, yeah. we've got, mm. and we've got Boris Johnson with a mop on his head having yeah. a birthday party yeah <laughs> not, not even yeah, asked to comb his hair it's funny like the fella the fella who's in a war zone only dressed in tracksuits looks better than our fucking prime minister (laughs) a wartime leader in the middle of a wartime leader getting bombed all that sort of shit he's growing it out he'll go for the afro loop next week oh that's cultural appropriation he looks (laughs) (laughs) he looks like he's been fingered by a cattle prod (laughs) <laughs> this is me off. It really annoys me. It really annoys me. He can't even be asked to. Like the only thing about the only good thing I can say about Boris Johnson is that he does his tie well. <laughs> <laughs> he does a good full Windsor. He does a full Windsor, and that, and I appreciate that. That's literally <laughs> it. And he knows how to say whiff waff. Oh, it's bullshit though. Okay, it, it, it fucks me off. That's the only decent thing I can say to him is that he does his tie work. I could, I'll tell you some stories off air because I've I've ended up encountering the man. All right, let's change the subject. Something not necessarily brighter, but a completely different <laughs> arena. Uh, this was a suggestion from Jamie. What about Elon Musk buying out Twitter? Is I'm more interested about in Elon Musk fingering uh, Amber Heard. <laughs> we start talking he about walked, Elon Musk he, he walked away with a couple of fucking black eyes he walked away with a couple of black eyes and he's saying fuck all really annoys me <laughs> but how do you how do you feel oh, about man, a, the fuck out of you. how do you feel about a multi-billionaire that wants to form um, a spacefaring community now owning one of the most accessible social media channels not even asked. No. <laughs> I, might, I might do a Twitter poll on it. Couldn't couldn't give a flying <laughs> fuck. Anything revolving Twitter, Facebook, don't give a fuck. Isn't and honestly, and honestly, the only thing that I'm interested in social media wise is Reddit. Mm. Because I can choose exactly what I want to fucking see. See, thing is, for me, I'm quite happy with Elon having it. I'm quite happy with Elon having it because He's got fucking everything else, he might as well. Well, multi-millionaire billionaires owning social media programs. At least Elon's slightly more human than the bloke that owns fucking Facebook, Instagram, and fucking WhatsApp. 
No, I, I want I want Donald Trump. Get Donald Trump to have fucking Twitter. He set his own up. It's failed. What did he call it? What did he call his, his version of Twitter? Yeah, I don't want it to fail. I want him to have Twitter. I don't think you're going to pay him. He could never make Love, it work. This, this is a man. This is a man that bankrupted a casino in Las Vegas. How the fuck do you manage that? He set up a university where his by, by being massively in the pocket, in him. and he even had a company selling <laughs> mail order steaks. I mean, don't anything. <laughs> Do you know out of, out of all this, like Elon Musk has got Twitter. You know, Trump's tried his hand at fucking Facebook or whatever. Obviously, fucking our fella's got MySpace. He's <laughs> <laughs> real good. Boris is about really good. Really Boris good. Johnson wants to buy out MySpace. That would be a you fucking story honestly, to have on the front honestly. of private. He's already office. got plenty of space between his ears. Yeah, but it's MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why Donald Trump's media failed because it was called Truth Social. <laughs> truth Social. That was that was it. You ended up having to send out truths. Yeah, Donald Trump and Truth. It's the ultimate oxymoron. Just look at Twitter for five seconds. You find me a truth on there. I mean, I, I, lo I love Twitter. I love Twitter, um, and it's fun and it's freaking useful, especially for a comedian. It's the best platform for comedians. Do you know why I say that? Because how many characters do you get on a tweet? You've got to make something funny in that limited number of characters. Yeah, that's why Twitter is a brilliant place to be. You got to be funny fast. I don't really tweet. I, you know, I just use it as a form of social voyeurism. You know. Is this you now admitting that you get your lad out on Twitter? I'm a Neil Parry. <laughs> <laughs> Random dick pics every now and then. I seen I seen the icon for the bird, so I thought, oh, this sounds all right. <laughs> Instant DM of your dick. Happy day. Boom. <laughs> We spoke, I thought Elon we spoke, Musk was a was a, a fucking aftershave brand until the kids uh, told me. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I was like, "Who the fuck is this Elon Musk?" It's like, what? What is that like aftershave? You know? Yeah. Elon Musk You're going back to the days of brute denim and yard yeah. gold. <laughs> We've also got a bottle <laughs> of Elon Musk. Don't be, don't, be call, don't be calling the old things. I, I have a bit of old spice. Maybe that's <laughs> Maybe that's I can't eat. Maybe that's Without a light, I wear a flavour of, of old spice. I think it's called Captain. Isn't it? What? Capis? Captain. Captain. <laughs> 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 up. How, how long did you last as a Lance Corporal? Not very. <laughs> and you're wearing captain. And which captain are you wearing? <laughs> hey, Terry, whichever, Terry, whichever one you fucking wanted to argue with me. <laughs> and the funniest thing is I used him as a condom to fuck me. <laughs> That's my gag, you bastard. <laughs> I suppose it's a good uh, good good chat up line, isn't it? You know, you want a bit of Elon's Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's flip it on his head then. We've spoken about current affairs. Is there any value in doing the historical stuff? Um, are there any comedians that are good at using history to make comedy? Obviously, Al just Al Murray, isn't it? Al Murray, Al the king of it. Yeah. I mean, he's got a double first from Oxford. I remember that right because he didn't go, he was um, Oxford Review, not Footlights. Because if you've, if you've read anything about Al or listened to any of his podcast stuff and what have you, not necessarily his military stuff, um, he met um, Lee Ann Herry um, at Oxford. That's what got him into comedy. He was pursuing uh, music, so he was a big percussionist. But he was setting up his drums one day, and that's when he met Lee Ann Herring, and that's what led him to go off to do the Oxford Review at... Um, at the Edinburgh Fringe, and I believe that's what led him to meet. Oh God, his name's gone from me. Um, TV Burt bloke, Harry Hill. Harry Hill. So he met Harry Hill, and Harry. he ended up uh, doing a couple of Harry Hill shows. 
and that's what led him to create the character of the pub landlord. Um, he pretended that he was the host of the room. There was just a pissed off bloke doing it. And he, but his double first in history and military history, my God, does when he does that thing about um, England's won every war that they've ever been through <laughs> and his his knowledge of every fact that he can almost it's not improvised it's not improvised he's learned all these facts he's ready for it but it looks like it's pure in, um pure improv think, as he's yeah, doing it he's a genius for it yeah he's phenomenal really, he's for, really is phenomenal I, I, I mean i listen to his stuff with james holland obviously that you know the world war ii podcast that he does and you know yeah. and and uh, facts and figures you know it's like if you didn't know him as a comedian you'd know him more as you know a, a military history buff you know um so the fact that he can go on stage and know so much stuff that he can you know obviously twist it to, to have a bit of a comedy narrative i mean i think it's a, a lot he just goes island and then it gets a laugh yeah I think it's a lot, a lot of things like that that's all like, you know, especially with veterans as well, we, we really appreciate it. But it's... Yeah. Yeah, he, can't it's fire, really... he, can't, he can't fire a rifle because he came out to Bastion to do a gig, took him on the ranges, ended up in uh, Bastion Roll 3 after putting his eye too close to a CSAT. All lovely. Mr. Murray, if you are listening to this podcast, because I know we're trying to DM you and everything, I apologise for Krev. Trev and uh, maybe yeah, he's a dick, mate. Don't worry about him. <laughs> but I love you. I love you. We have ways. Podcast, yeah. Shout out to We Have Ways. In, yeah, the, in, the, in, the, in the group before, Andy was telling me how much of a knobhead you are, but I think you're saying. There's a couple of comics I see playing with history. I like you know, I like the way they've taken it and they've used it as rather than it being their thing, they've used it as a great context point to actually write routines. There was a brilliant one by um James Acaster when he had his um his multi-part, I've never seen this before on Netflix, but he had a multi-part Netflix special called Repertoire and a couple of other episodes. Um and he did an entire section about um the Britain, England, the UK's imperial em uh, empire past, it's colonialism. And it's freaking funny when he turns around and goes, so what we're going to do, we're going to go to this nation. Oh, my God, you're not very, um, you're not very technologically or military advanced. So we'll fucking have everything. Thank you very much. And then you're just going to love us. And then it comes to the modern day and it's sort of like, oh, we don't like immigrants. But we've told you how brilliant England is. So why the hell would you want to come to England? Because we've spent the last 150 years telling you we're superior to everybody else. So why would an Indian want to come to England? It's it's a brilliant set. Well, at the end of the day, where would the Indian cricket team be without the Empire? Oh, oh, I'm not playing that. Thank God we don't have Jay Sodagar with us at this precise moment. I'd be hiding. <laughs> we brought the sport to them and then they beat us at it. <laughs> No, that is what yeah, the, that is the greatest movie. thing the British have ever done. Invent a sport that other nations can become brilliant at. That is I the like only thing rugby. we've given the world. <laughs> I like football I remember, and rugby as well. Being in Iraq in 2005. Like football and rugby. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing that you've like, invented that you've been actually good at is stealing. <laughs> and rowing. And rowing. Stealing and <laughs> rowing are the two they, things they we're are a good, good combination. At. <laughs> you know the um, the one of my favourite things, and I've just I've googled his name and everything to just keep everyone happy, right? Uh, Stuart Lee, his immigrant sketch. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's freaking amazing. Brilliant. I absolutely adore that bit. It's and it's not only, it's not only funny. It's educational on top. Yeah. You're learning facts you're going through and hurting yourself laughing at the same time. Yeah. Going in saying, oh, these guys bringing in the forks and the spoons. Piss off back to where you came from. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> another comic. Another comic that uses history selectly. Jimmy Carr. Yeah. He will find something horrible in history and then throw it back in our faces to become freaking funny. And I salute him for it. 
I, I love it. I mean, we spoke about it. Uh, we spoke no. about it in council. No, you missed it. It was a visual gag. I don't think you can have I mean, it was a visual gag. You were all meant to like, you know, laugh and then everyone would realize what I did. As it is now, you've just made me out to be a massive cunt. Right. Mate, I'm also recording um, whatever. The video on this. I'm so on YouTube. Hey, I'm Amber Heard, whatever. <laughs> I just kept thinking of Katie Price. You know, all the oh, time. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. Thrown in her face, and uh, <laughs> you know, and the fact that she has definitely been rattled more times than the gates of Auschwitz. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! No, uh, bad gag, good gag, brilliant historical reference. It's... <laughs> I must point out that it's purely for historical reference, joke, and uh, and obviously, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not pro like genocide. <laughs> just because I'm British, just because I'm British, I'm not pro genocide. That was that was back in the okay, day. Let, let's throw Switching it to us. Let's throw it to us. Let's throw it to us. And what about our histories? I mean, we're all veterans. Are there things from our history as veterans, you know, having gone through conflict or humanitarian aid or whatever? Are there bits and pieces that we can take from our careers that would bring it into not only exactly so you were saying about Stuart Lee? Um, that moment of education and funny. I mean, is there, for example, the majority of you guys um, have, you know, an Iraq and Afghanistan background. Is there anything there that we could play with? Depends if it's Thursday. Go on. Most civvies won't get that reference. <laughs> and we do well, have an explicit content tag. But think about what you're saying before you say it. Well... It used to be, it started off as a bit of a rumour um, and then uh, it wasn't until we served in Iraq for the first time that um, one of the young lads got sent to, to go and grab an interpreter on a Thursday and came back looking a bit white-faced because um, there was some tribal relations going on. Um, yeah, the uh, Man Love Thursday is really a thing. Um, and we were told that men, men are for pleasure, women are for babies. Now, whether that is just a um, the people that we were dealing with for the time, but that that seemed to be the the in thing. And then every squaddy knows about Man Love Thursday, which is quite funny uh, until obviously you're alone in a room full of locals, and it's Thursday. <laughs> and I'm going to admit, I'm, to make I'm no expert on the area. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm no expert on the entire of the Arab or Muslim world. Maybe that is very, very tight location, but that was something that every squaddy, every pongo, every matlow, every crab knew about that story were out there. So it is culturally relevant, you know, that we were told this was what was happening. I definitely don't think it's a tight location though. I double, I double down and go. I double down and just shout naked bar. <laughs> hey, maybe I should have come out with my Matlow, you know, Matlow statement. It's only gay if you push back. No, 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 no. Don't no. part the rules. No, because if you're if you're on a, if you're on a cliff edge, it's only gay if you keep eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as if by magic. Oh yeah, I know. Jay's, Jay Jay's, Jay's amazing. Jay's amazing internet. Weirdly, keeping eye contact with now. me. <laughs> Jay wants me. He really does. <laughs> yeah, I saw the lust in his eyes. Look at him. Look at him now. <laughs> See, when I joined, we were always told that if even if you sit in training, like if you sit on your end of your mate's bed, if you had two feet off the floor. It was like an offence, you know, because it was an offence to be gay back then. Um, Comfort code of social so, conduct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's a, it used to, one of the rules was it's only gay if you've got two feet off the floor, you know, and things like that. But if you read Marilyn Manston's autobiography, there is a very good definitive list of the rules of being gay. Um, so if you break any of them rules, them man rules, so, you know, it's only gay. I need that list. I need that list. Wait, why do you need the list? Look, I've used the second 
You're just taking shit off you've done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've used this gag before, and this is a true story. This is a true story. My game mates in the marina went and put me on grinder, and I discovered that I am bisexual. I'm repulsive to both genders. So I need a couple of tits. I need a couple of tits to make me attractive to somebody. What's that? Uh, what's that place in Portsmouth? There's That's a, all you need. You want to be attractive? Just get money. <laughs> a lot, a lot what, of money. Why do you think I'm trying to be a comedian yet? Is that because it's lots of dark rooms and uh, and you're hoping for the best? <laughs> I just got this vision now. Of the dark being... handsome guy of No, just got not the, with that just frozen got... picture. I've, <laughs> I've just got this vision now of, of of going down to visit Jay and just coming up to uh, like, oh, which which boat is Jay? Is Jay's? Uh, is it possibly the one with a dick hanging out the side of it? <laughs> <laughs> Jay's now reschedules all the gig gigs to Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I always found that that gay bar in Portsmouth, um, you know, they were very polite. You know, often a man had offered to push my stool in when I went in. <laughs> oh, God, you're using old gags. You're using old yeah, gags. That's because I'm old. <laughs> I was brought up on Jim Davidson comedy. And now he's brought up Jim Davidson. Uh, let's just take a moment to show you how to become <laughs> a real comedian and see how you can join <laughs> Project Comedy. <laughs> Are you a veteran, or even still serving, and think you'd like to give stand-up comedy a go? Then why not join us in Project Comedy? Visit the Project Recce website, that's projectrecce.org, then click on how it works. You'll find a Register Here button in the Project Comedy section, Fill that in and the HQ staff will soon get you connected with the Project Comedy community and its weird and wonderful ambassadors. You'll be invited to our green rooms where if you want it, we can train you in the basics. If not, you can just come along and have a laugh with us and see what we're up to and what it gives us. So how about we try and marry the two, past and present, um, what have you, and see where the humour is in that. Um, is there humour in comparing our history to the current day, like comparing our childhoods to the modern one? Because, well, this is definitely comparing it to the uh, to the past because we've got like you know dial-up kind of internet. <laughs> <laughs> Every time JJ speaks, <laughs> I'm clearly still living in the past with my Wi-Fi connectivity. But what, what the the idea that you've got Wi-Fi is fucking... It's Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a series of carrier pigeons trying to take my data to the nearest mast. But what things can you compare, you know, from you know, when you were a lad? I mean, you're all so much younger than me, it's disgusting. But comparing your youth to today... We're so much younger. How old are you? I'm 53 on the 11th. I'm nearly fucking 40. Shut up. Yeah, I'm 40. <laughs> nearly. 40 nearly. So that makes me a decade and a bit older than you. Yeah, not that old. Fucking Sorry, old. you started again. All I heard was that makes you a decade. What? <laughs> oh, thanks, Trev. Love you too, babe. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when I was growing up and I wanted to go out with my mates, I'd just say to my mum and dad, right, I'm going out, and they'd say, fine, come back whenever or your tea will be in, in the dog. Now, my daughter's going out and meeting mates from her, her school, and they call it play dates. And I've had wills. I've, ri I've written up wills that are less complex. You've got to have form signed in triplicate. You've got to have parents' permission. You've got to know where they are. You've got to oh, shit, have yeah. things in triplicate. You know, everything's so bureaucratic. I, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, I had mates. Now yeah. they have friendship groups. What the fuck is that about? Well, they, they go out. They go out. If they do go out, they go out and sit in a park and look at Facebook 
while they're sat next to each other. <laughs> I mean, I could, it's like kids who watch people playing football and on YouTube. I'm like, why don't you go out and play fucking football? And they're like, because yeah. I want to watch him do it. Well, what's the point of that? <laughs> when you went to the park, that revolved around two things, well, three things. Number one, two litres of woodpecker cider, 20 regals, and the potential for fingering. That was what going out was about. Oh, yes. Bring back fingering. Fucking right. <laughs> see, I'm a, you I'm don't a see many Nazis in, in parks now. I'm a, I'm a feminist in that way. I think we should all do a bit of fingering. Ultimate safe sex. Right. See, back in the day, it was just be aware of the man with Werther's original because everyone knows that they are pedo's choice. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I like Werther's originals. Right. Uh, we need to say no more about you, Gabe. Case of point, said the bald man with the beard. Wow. <laughs> All right. Look at him. Do you have a Mac when you're uh, eating them? <laughs> no. I am completely naked. Right. <laughs> they're a, they're a bit hard, young. Let me suck them first. They're, they're completely naked, I, and I am harder than they are. <laughs> I'm, will, I'm willing to bet my mortgage on there being lots of Max in Ireland. That's all I'm saying. No, we're we're quite we're quite. Uh, actually, I think we beat you on the pedo vibe. I think, well, yeah, I think but... Ireland's very high, you know, because we're very Catholic. We're quite high <laughs> on the pedo aspect. Yeah, and I suppose before um, Grinder and you know and all the other dating sites were out in oh, Ireland, you just become a priest. <laughs> they didn't have dating apps they had dating boxes they're called confessional booths <laughs> glory holes <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird it's weird to think that the biggest slag in the community was the altar boy <laughs> Could be whether he wanted it or not <laughs> Here's one that got me. Here's one isn't that it, got me. Isn't it, isn't it weird? Hang on, just, just very, very quickly. Isn't it very weird how rape is only funny when it involves a small child, boy, and a priest? Oh my God, I hadn't thought of that. That's scary. <laughs> that is really scary because those are the gags. Any, any, other, any other aspect of rape is a bit edgy, but as long as it's a Catholic boy and a Catholic priest, it's fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, change the I subject. Heard, the, the Pope says it's not always a gag because he's got quite a small cock. <laughs> the Pope oh, also says that anybody that he brings into the Vatican City is not a nonce. <laughs> Here's one that took me back. Here's one that took me back. Um, there was um, a kid's birthday party. I was there for the kid's birthday party. It's one of the um, helping out the host and what have you. And as all these kids came in, the first question they asked was, what's your Wi-Fi password? And I was just like, you're here. <laughs> Clearly you could do with it. I'm dressed as a password? fucking clown yeah, and you're asking that's, me for that's Wi-Fi. genuinely not the joke, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi password, have you seen Wait. my fucking Wi-Fi? <laughs> right, you know you're going on about like it being fucking, you only get decent Wi-Fi at a high tide. Yeah, I mean, is the is, are the waves that bad that you keep on fucking going up and down or what? I am I'm currently rocking at the moment, but unfortunately, that's got nothing to do with my groin action. You need Just to be in the window. You're only <laughs> Thank God, my dog doesn't suffer with seasickness. <laughs> <laughs> You're not adverse to salty water. <laughs> Uh, I think that social media is um, is yeah. is a is like a, a good thing when you're a bit older, keep in touch with people that you, you know, especially in the military community. But but it ruins so many things. And and you talk and you look at some of the the things that have uh, people have been in trouble for. The 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 lad, the the fifteen year old lad who has had some sort of affair with the essence like early twenties teacher. And he's ruined it by posting it on social media. Because when we were kids, and you'll think, well, that teacher's fit, Stop I love that go. You know, now nowadays, uh, you, well, I suppose you want to tell people, but you didn't used to share it on social media. Well, not that I ever, you know, was that lucky. Or you see, 
you see so, social media really puts me off like because then the whole family go on and say like happy birthday it's like yeah nice one you're not coming to fucking see me but you're willing to fucking put half oh, a second cool. out of your time to will wish me happy birthday you're not even fucking text me phone me anything else like that because you put it on fucking social media everyone else is fucking seeing it I've got then got a fucking reply to it and all that sort of shit. Pisses me off. If you want to fucking see someone, see someone. It's it's well, like I think people it's that post... the birthday reminders. It's like it's people that post pictures of food. It's like back in the days equivalent of running around the restaurant shouting, I've had steak and chips. Look at my steak and chips. Why would you do it? I go back to my parents and it's the idea that if it wasn't whitened on the plate, they weren't eating it because spaghetti bolognese was fucking foreign shit and they weren't eating it. <laughs> <laughs> one, the one thing that really fucks me off about fucking social media is someone will turn around and say, oh, I've lost my dog. You know, it's been gone missing. It's this, it's this color. It answers to this, you know, last seen wherever, Florida. Some fucking dickhead in Macclesfield saying, yeah, like and shared babes. Liked and shared. Babes, babes are spelt with a Z as well. The one that shits me up is the person that turns around and goes, Oh no, I've just had to check into such and such an accident and emergency department and don't tell you what the fuck is wrong with them. Yeah, I'm not all right. Everything's fine. <laughs> turn. Turns out they've got an ingrowing toenail. That's all that's fucking wrong with them. Oh, the clap. <laughs> I've that's never got the A&E with the clap. <laughs> that's worth a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I might have to add a little cymbal crash at that particular moment. I'm here all week. <laughs> Available for bar mitzvahs. <laughs> <laughs> And bad misses. The other one that gets me is this actual concept of playing out. Right? How we used to go and play as kids, but now every parent is certain that their kid is the sexiest motherfucker on the planet and cannot be without parental background around them. I think the main thing is that pedophiles back in my day had decent sweets. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do for half a packet of Haribos then, Gabe? Well, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, what did the we... priest give you? Fuck all, because it was Catholic. All the Protestants got all the sweets, not always. <laughs> Dirty I bastards. Think, I think the bottom <laughs> fell out the nonce market when Woolworths went under. I mean, all that particular mix. Honestly, do you know what? I swear to God, right? We went to, uh, we had the, one of them pick and mix fucking stands outside the Trafford Centre the other day. And anyone in Manchester, anyone who's listening to this now, don't go anywhere near that because you'll get fucking fingered. And it's horrible. <laughs> nine, nine fucking quid for like 25 sweets. I swear to fuck. You get a discount if you do get fingered. Do you know the fucking funniest thing as well? Is like every, no, every, every now and then my missus like, has these like weird little moments where she thinks that I don't love her and I don't love a kid and everything like that. I just paid nine quid for fucking 25 fucking sweets. <laughs> if she put that into an interest savings account, she'd be worth fucking millions within a couple of years. Like, she'd be fucking grand. Just off a couple of fucking regular fucking sweets that cost us a quid back in the day. Oh, that pisses me off. What the fuck's that about? No such thing as a penny chew. A fuck penny chew. Oh, I like that. That's so dirty. <laughs> you have to get that being... down the park <laughs> <laughs> I remember being at school and having to watch uh, a VHS educational video of the uh, of the dangers of going to London and it was uh, it's the dangers of going to London <laughs> it, yeah it was, it was Jen it was a documentary about um, how you know kids had run away to London and they'd ended up as rent boys at King's Cross <laughs> and, uh, and and that that was the kind of like you know, you know shot. And we all know it's Hamel Hampstead. That's another thing as well that that's related to that public public service announcements. I mean, 
nowadays it's all this hand space space all that that was the latest thing but back in the day imagine if they could do charlie says charlie says what did he say no no i I want to see that come back charlie says a protection public service announcement about pedophiles that would be fucking brilliant Yes. The thing is, though, right, they'd have to put that out for everyone, like, of our age. So it's like, Charlie says, don't touch kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, I didn't fucking know. Like, the Six Nations thing, like, racism's not a thing. Like, Charlie says, don't call black people racist names whilst playing football. <laughs> oh, oh, no room for hate being done by Charlie. That would be, oh, be brilliant. The thing ever. And I honestly think that I honestly think that's where we're failing people because that's where that's where the you know the mindset is. That's where we, we miss the be. trick. That's where yeah. we miss the trick. They got it wrong in America. They yeah. should have got Charlie says to lead the entire of the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. and everybody would have been on side. Yeah. After after the national anthems, you know, whatever sport it is, grand, happy days. Charlie says, don't be a dickhead racist. <laughs> everyone, and then in two years, everyone will be fine. Not a problem. Everyone's boxed it off. <laughs> I'll tell you one that really, really gets my shit at the moment is I go back to what I was taught was sex education compared <laughs> to kids today and their access to porn, that drives me up. All I saw, back in the 1970s, I saw cross-sections of genitalia. That's all hey. we ever saw, nothing else. And it's all hey, like, yeah. if this goes yeah. in there, a baby is made. I was terrified that if I fell asleep, me Willie would fall into a woman. That's <laughs> the way I thought it worked. And you don't, even, you don't even know what we got taught. <laughs> what was the Irish equivalent? It was all down to God's planning. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was all down to God. I swear to God, honestly, lads, I could show you fucking uh, YouTube clips of it because it's, it's weird. You're going to have to send me some links and I'll put it out on our Twitter channel just to give context to people because yeah. I think that might get us a following. Oh, honestly, it's amazing. But I mean, kids, kids, can, kids can access porn on their mobile phone now. I mean... I remember being a teenager. We used to wander around the hedgerows trying to find something stronger than page three of the sun. That is how you ended up finding out what a female body looked like. And you never saw, and you never saw genitalia because the bushes on those women were larger than a bloody entire the equatorial rainforest. You never <laughs> saw anything. Reminds me of Gay's beard. <laughs> There's no deforestation going on there, I tell you. Thanks, Trev. Well, you might have given me my new intro for uh, Gabe next week. <laughs> well, kids. Tell you well, well, when, when I've had a stroke and I'm drooling <laughs> at my mouth. And you look like a, a, a 1970s vagina that's just been filled. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm loving the naivety of, of parents these days. Because I was talking to um, a dear friend of mine, and she's there going, oh, I've made sure that I've you know, set his social media up the right way. So the only channels he has is um, Twitter and Instagram. And I went, you do realise how much porn there is on Twitter? And she went, oh, there's no porn on Twitter. And I just showed her my phone. I went, right, here's one search. And the look on her face when she went, oh, my God, I thought I was protecting him. I went, you can't protect kids from porn these days. It's just there. And then she was like, oh, my God, look at your search history. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think she's only a friend? <laughs> Kid, well, teenagers today will never know that, you know, the having to wait until, like, midnight for the 10-minute free view on the adult channel on Sky, and then you flick over to, like, some German oh, RTE yeah. or something for a bit of, like... This looks like porn because they're speaking German. <laughs> you bastards. You bastards. That didn't happen until I was in my 20s. <laughs> Pulling out the middle of yourself to the K's catalogue and shit. Yeah. <laughs> we, we used to get excited about the triangle appearing on Channel 4. There was this little thing. 
and there were going to be boobs in that program. That was the closest we got to watch real life porn was waiting for the triangle to come up on Channel 4. And I remember the day Channel 4 opened. I was in my mid-teens. See, we didn't have um, didn't have internet when I did my first tour in uh, in Northern Ireland. Um, and uh, thank you for the all question. You to, all, all you had to rely on is the you know generations worth of readers' wives that was hidden in various places in Sangers that had been passed on from generation to generation. Oh, there was the, no, the, no the Sunday sport. Can you remember the Sunday sport? Oh God, that was so exciting! I think that's what's missing from today's youth. The excitement of a magazine, you know, passing on a magazine to somebody. This is a good one, and you the, the, sim that away the, sim the simplicity of knowing whether someone was a dirty bastard over what newspaper they bought. Did you In know the, that the headlines oh. of Elvis found on the moon? Yeah, Elvis <laughs> been bummed by moon goddess. In, in Did you know there was an actual law in the UK about how erect a penis could be? The Every angle of the dangle. The angle okay. of the dangle. It well, was can... named after one of the Scottish islands. It was never allowed to be above 45 degrees from pointing down. If it was, it suddenly meant it was only allowed to be sold in a sex shop. Oh wow! Oh, fuck! I tell you what, fuck looking at your search history. You fucking Google some right and ropey stuff. <laughs> this is just my lived experience, young man. <laughs> what? And and just just to make you laugh even more, many many years ago, I used to make money by writing. <laughs> I I used to make money by writing readers' letters for Paul Raymond's magazines. Uh, yeah, I, I was just creasing up the fact that you just said I used to make money. You could go down so many paths. I used to make whichever money. way you want, now, mate. I'm medically retired on a medical pension. That's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> I went to King's Cross because they said the Golden Rivet was there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it tasted awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what we've actually learnt in this episode, but it's been one hell of a lot of fun. Um, past, present, maybe even the future and fantasy. This has been an absolute blast. And let's hope that some of our listeners might think about this and go, do you know what? Maybe there's some new material in this. As always, been an absolute delight to have you guys. Cheers, mates. Cheers, Cheers new. Thanks, Good luck. Love you. If you want to see what we're actually like on stage, please have a look at our YouTube channel. Search for Project Comedy, Veterans Doing Stand-Up, and look for our black and white logo that's exactly the same as the one we use for this podcast. You can also now follow us on Twitter. We can be found at Proj Comedy. That's at P-R-O-J Comedy. And me, Jay Saunders, I can be found on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter if you look for Comic Jay Saunders. That's all one word with the letter J in the middle comic jay saunders thanks again to everyone that's taken part in this episode until next time thanks for listening to the project comedy podcast please support our veterans as they continue their comedy journeys to find out more including gigs our veterans are doing please search for the project comedy group on facebook where you also find links to project recce the veterans charity that makes project comedy possible